Welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, where this week I'm joined by just one Tom. Today we'll talk about how important a good defence is in fantasy football, the highest scoring tight end of the season so far, and it wasn't Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, and in week six we see our first bye week. Make sure to follow or subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify so that the weekly episodes are automatically downloaded, and while you're at it, please support the show and give us a good rating. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. So, in a week where the Thursday night game finished 12-9 and the still undefeated Eagles are one of two NFC East teams with a top four fantasy defence, Scully, I need to ask you, how much of a good defence... How much difference does a good defence make on your fantasy team? It helps, definitely. But I'm not sure, because usually they predicted, what, six to to eight points, roughly. And you're probably happy if your defence gets anywhere between eight and and 12 points each week. They've probably had a good week. Uh, That's for probably a couple of positions as well, but I think defence mainly. Um... If they score well, typically it can tip you over to, to winning. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's they're that important. You just want them to score around about that 8 to 12 points. I mean, take my game, for example, this week against Tom. Uh, his defence scored 24 points. He's got Dallas's. And I still beat him by about 11 or 12 points. So it didn't make a, a huge difference. Uh, my defence scored nine points. I had Baltimore's defence. Um, that's, again, what I think you really want those lower positions where I'm talking about your kicker, your defence, even your tight end coming into that. You want those positions to score anywhere between about eight and eight and 12 points. And I think you'll be, you'll be fine each week. Yeah, I think, I think week on week, and it's difficult to predict and difficult to forecast. Looking over the first five weeks, so the number one ranked defence from a fantasy side of things from points scored are the 49ers with 75 points and then the lowest ranked are the Lions with just 16 points. So I have always been of the opinion, as you say really, that kickers, defences, I could swap and change them every single week and not make much difference. Um, as we mentioned right at the start of kind of doing all these podcasts, I didn't even draft any. Um, but that difference have been the 49ers. And if you look at their stats as well, they've got the most sacks with 21, the joint most touchdowns scored with two, and they've allowed the least amount of points, actual scoring points in real life as well, and the least amount of yards. So so I guess that that part of it does translate from a, from a good defence in real life football, if you like, to a good fantasy defence. Um I think it's those defences with takeaways, isn't it? It's the ones with sacks. So it is the Cowboys, it's the Bills, it's the Eagles this season with loads and loads of sacks right up there with the top of them. Interceptions, a couple of touchdowns themselves, forced fumbles. Doesn't 100% translate into a good defence and, and a winning record necessarily, but, but it seems to make a little bit of a difference. I know one of ours, the Bills defence was taken probably round six, seven, I think, in the draft this year. Obviously, they were massive scorers last season and, and taken quite high, certainly for a defence this year. 
That's what um, I was going to ask you. I was going to say, well, yeah. where would you take a defence as, as your highest point? Because I leave them till last. I leave my kicker and my defence with the last two positions. You've just mentioned you don't even draft those positions. You pick them up on waivers just before your first game. Um, I'm not sure you do draft them even before you start. Take a position on your bench. You take a couple more skill pos- positions there on your bench before you draft a kicker. So, yeah, I think for someone in our league to have drafted Bills six, four, seven round, um, was that on purpose or was that an auto pick by any chance? I think, no, I think it was on purpose. I think it's the same person who picked the Bills high up. Also, kind of jumped the queue and picked Tucker high up as well. Um, which I suppose when you when as it's as it's worked out quite well that the Bills have scored really highly. Like I said, the second rank defense point scoring took her right up there as a kicker as well. Um, you've you've kind of got the best of each position. When in those positions, you might have picked up maybe a Cam Akers who hasn't really worked out. Maybe a Pacheco hasn't really worked out. You maybe um, I, I don't know taking a chance on a Bateman and again not really worked out. So. So possibly for those reasons, um, and it, it, it's a strange one to think that you're going to have a defence on your bench as well, and it's coming up to bye week time. We'll talk about that shortly. But are you going to be keeping your kicker if they're a good kicker, keeping your defence on your bench even for that bye week, or are you just going to let them go? Hopefully they're available in the week after when they are playing again, or not. And and in a similar sense as well, really. So this past week, looking at the highest point scorers from unpredictable players, unpredictable positions, I want to talk about Taysom Hill. So he scored 38 points this last week, the second highest scorer behind Josh Allen, obviously. Um, in a similar vein, someone like Gabe Davis scored 32 points. So both of those players have been fairly inconsistent and... I think they've had another one week out of the five where they've scored over 10 points, but the rest of them have been very, very low scoring. And you almost know with Taysom Hill that he could be another week in the next five, next three weeks, he might score another 30-plus points because of the role that he plays for the Saints. But is that someone that you're willing to pick up and and risk every week? Or, or would you rather, Scully, just have someone who you feel is a bit more consistent, even if it is lower scoring tight ends? Again, same same point that that I just made with defense is uh, you want your tight end consistently to get about eight to twelve points. If they're going to have a really good week, then hopefully a bit a bit more um, towards twenty points sometimes. But usually they, they're not going to score that many unless you're talking about Travis Gels, uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, Goddard had a good good week this week, and Jerko had a good week a few weeks ago. But outside of that, I don't think tight ends are done that much this year. Um, my game again as an example this week, uh, Schultz scored zero points. Tom were needing uh, Waller to score 12 points to beat me and he scored zero points this week which I was quite happy to wake up to this morning. So again, it's 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 a tough one. So if I said for me, I'd, punt, I'd take a punt on Tyson Hill just this season based on what's happened in the first five weeks of tight ends not really scoring much um, and they've been quite unpredictable, not even a lot of the time making 
the predicted and projected points. So yeah, I'd, I'd quite happily stick him in. Some weeks he might get nothing, but some weeks he could be the difference maker and get you, what did he get this week? 30 points. So Yeah, yeah 38. Yeah, worth taking a punt in my opinion. Yeah, so so for me, similar as well, I think, um, albeit situational and like I say, if, you, if there's nothing else out there, you, you're not going to play Taysom Hill instead of Mark Andrews, Travis Kelce, Goddard, it's those kind of players. But if you've got uh, for me, for example, I've got Conklin, who's who's been okay, fairly consistent, but low low mid scoring. Um, might no be worth putting Hill in there. <laughs> no, no points again this week, yeah. yeah. Which yeah, maybe kind of books that trend. But you could probably get away with one one of those players, I think, in your starting lineup that is boom or bust. For the rest of them, I'm sure you'd rather have probably a handful of those consistent where you, where the, the consistently scoring what they're predicted. There's a couple that might overshoot that. And then, yeah, if one or two, if it turns out Taysom Hill takes a couple of snaps, scores three points, it's not going to ruin your week. But equally, then if it does score big, he does score 30 plus points, 20 plus points even, it might be the difference and, and get you over the line and get you that win. So looking at last week's point scoring for the three of us, um, so you scored the most scorely with 127 points, uh, and in doing so, you beat Charlie in this week's matchup uh, and beat him by just 11 points. Um, so that overall takes Charlie or keeps Charlie on two wins, me on two, and then you on one out of the points scoring for the three of us, albeit that puts you at three and two for the league. So you beat Charlie by just 11 points, uh, both, both of your tight ends scoring nothing. Uh, and then after that massive trade last week, Eckler and Goff for Josh Allen, Eckler scored you 35 points, Goff scored you just five points. And with and with Goff coming up to a bye week this upcoming week, what are you doing? There's no other quarterback on your bench, I don't think. Just have a quick look. No, no one else on your bench. Who are you looking to pick up? Are you looking at friend of the pod, Daniel Jones, maybe, or someone else? Could always look at uh, DJA after after this week's performance, and uh, obviously the the rapport that we built up in the uh, in the coffee house in uh, Hoboken. But uh, I'm going to keep keep it to myself. I think there's a couple of options uh, that are available on waivers that could be could be all right uh, just to pick up for this week potentially substitute him for Goff and, and see how they get on, see if they take that spot even. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see on that one. But uh, overall, even though I think the trade that I made, if I hadn't have made it, I'd have probably got a few more points this week. I'm still content with it. Uh, so I'm still happy and think it, it was the right decision. And in hindsight, I think Goff against uh, a Belichick defence um, yeah, I, I couldn't see them holding them to zero uh, and him only getting five points. So quite disappointed with, with that. It was just a, a one-off, I'm, I'm hoping. But uh, overall, happy with, with the trade. And um, yeah, happy with the win this week. Happy with the fact that I've got the most points this week out of the three of us after you're making a bit of a point of that, I think. <laughs> So uh, yeah, happy with that, and just the cherry on the 
icing on the cake is the fact that I'm now the only one of the three of us with a winning record. <laughs> yeah, no, great win. And all the more nerve-wracking when it is 12 points in it and it goes down to that Monday night game as well. So uh, I'm going to assume you didn't stay up and watch it. So when you wake up, woke up this morning, check the score, I'm like, oh, phew, yeah. I Waller scored and, nothing. Exactly. I woke up watching the highlights and I was just looking for Waller on the highlights and thinking, they've not thrown to him yet. They've not thrown to him. Yeah. And then, honestly, I was so happy that I think I woke, uh, woke Hannah up. The fact that <laughs> the, the commentator said, when the tight end caught it, I forgot what his name is, is like a third string tight end or something. And the commentator said, um, oh, and he's the only last standing tight end. And I was like, oh, it's amazing. Well, it's amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah, happy with the win. Got the win. Good work. Yeah. And our league itself's tightening up quite a bit. I think there's one, the, the, the last undefeated players now lost. So a couple on four and one, uh, one left on 0 and five and everyone else is pretty tightly bunched up. So, um, yeah, three and two, two and three, aren't they? Yeah. 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 So a lot to play for wave a wire battle. Hopefully goes in my favor tomorrow morning. But, um, but having said all that, well done on the win. And again, against Charlie, who's one of my divisional rivals. I'll take that. So looking ahead to next week, and it is the start of the bye weeks. So on bye weeks this week, we've got the Lions, the Texans, the Raiders and the Titans. So early, early bye weeks for them, which I can't imagine is a good thing and much too early in the season. Um, much earlier than what you'd want it to be if you were one of those teams. Um, but Scully, I'll come and ask you, what about the wide receivers? So wide receivers that are on bye weeks this week, you've got Devontae Adams, who's the fifth-ranked wide receiver overall, another massive game on Monday night for him. And also Armand Ross St. Brown as well, so the 10th-ranked wide receiver. So they're both now on bye weeks. So looking ahead at the waiver wire, who are you suggesting that, we go out and pick up to replace those for, for the one week at least? So, I mean, if you look, if you look at the, the waiver wire and, and the ones that are being picked up, um, you've got Pierce from the Colts, who, again, the Colts were not really very good. Um, again, Thursday night, right? And uh, I know they got, they got the win in the end, but it was possibly the worst game Um I'd say I've witnessed, I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights and I fell asleep watching the highlights. But um, Pierce got about 15 points from a game that was just that dull. Um, I think he, he outscored Pittman because he got a few decent catches towards towards the end in the fourth quarter. Um, could could be an option. Uh, they're coming up against, um, against Jacksonville. Not a bad passing defence though. So he's one to... To, to look at. Randall Cobb is another one. I went to the game at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this, this weekend. Uh, fantastic experience. Great result again for, for our main man, DJ. But um, but yeah, on, on the other side of things, looking at, at the Packers, it was ridiculous how much Rodgers just looked for Cobb all game. Looked for Cobb through to Cobb all game. There was times throughout that game where uh, other receivers, um, I think tight ends, Tonyan were free, uh, Dubes um, was, was free, 
they could have scored several touchdowns when they were in, in key areas, um, got first downs, etc., and and didn't because they were just looking for Cobb. So, so if that if that persists, um, that could be a good thing for fantasy managers at least. So he could be one to um, to pick up, but. It's a tough one, our league. I know it's only a twelve-man league, but all the top talent is um, is picked up. So, yeah, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be a tough one. Uh, you're probably going to be playing your wide receiver free that you've got, or he was usually in your flex position, um, or is usually on your bench, and just putting them in for this week. Um, maybe if if you've got if you usually play that that receiver in, in your flex position, you're putting in a running back, another running back, potentially picking a running back off waivers and putting him in that position. So, um, what's your what's your plan for these bye weeks? Are you planning on, uh, I guess, picking someone up off buys or just or just plugging in someone off your bench, or are you trying to trade players that are either on bye weeks and taking advantage of that, or or move around for players that have possibly next week maybe had the bye weeks, things like that. Yeah, I tried to make a few moves last week and obviously we spoke about it last week, the amount of trades that went off and I made a few trades after the uh, the podcast that we did last week as well to to get a little bit more depth and, and to have a little bit more um, players that could come in at, at various different points, not just anticipating injuries because I didn't. I ended up drafting a person, Rashad Penny, who um, is now out for the season. So uh, that kind of tactic went to went to pot um got rid of Travis Etienne in the process who had his best game of the season last week. so <laughs> it's just yes, uh, been lifted it is absolutely I think uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm definitely up there with one of the worst fantasy GMs <laughs> but um yeah it was something that I considered tried to be a little bit more proactive about it bulk up ready for for um for the bye week, so that I got enough strength in depth to to happily put some in somebody in who uh, could go in and, and score me some points. But now I, I'm going to be resigned to waivers just because of a few few injuries. Coming up this week, I'm playing against uh, someone who's got Devonte Adams, which is working out very well this week. Hopefully, it does work out in my favour and. Um... And yeah, he just picks someone up who's who's a bit of a loose end at wide receiver. Uh, and then on the other side of things, so not just receivers, but running backs. So two of the key running backs that are on buys this week, so Damian Pierce, 10th ranked, and Derek Henry, who's ranked number six, and both on buys this week. So looking at the waiver wire for running backs, um, one clearly clear standout is um, Kenny Walker. Uh, with Rashad Penny going down injured, Kenny Walker, if he's on your waivers, I'm sure everyone in your league's probably jumping all over that. So he's definitely on mine that I'm wanting to pick up regardless. Um, you know that he's going to be the, the running back number one of a Seattle Seahawks team that haven't looked as bad as first suspected this season. So that that's one player. And the other one, um, a bit more of a long shot. I'm probably more likely to maybe remain a free agent after tomorrow morning's waiver wire, Wednesday morning's waiver wire is Latavius Murray. The Broncos picked him up uh, after Jamal Williams went down last week. So we only had, I think, a couple of couple of days training and practicing with the Broncos and ended up scoring 13 points. 
So on a very poor Broncos offense, if he comes in and does okay, I know they've got Melvin Gordon, uh, they've got Boone, who I did pick up last week, albeit just to leave on the bench to see how he did. And again, I think he's got about 10 points. But Murray could be one that if you are desperate, someone else you could pick up off waivers as well. Have you got any on anyone yourself on buys this week, Scully? Just the one that we spoke about, um, Jared Goff. Oh, and yeah. the the, um, the receiver Reynolds as well from uh, from Detroit. So just those two. So yeah, looking to looking to bring somebody in to um, to replace Goff. Obviously, because I can't do without a quarterback. But yeah. for me, Reynolds can can sit on the bench. And he's another one of them people that I brought in to to have a little bit more more depth to my team, and I'm uh, I'm quite happy with him. I didn't start him this week; he scored 15 points. I started uh, McLaurin instead of him, who only scored 10 points. Luckily, it's another decision that that didn't cost me this week. But um, again, I think it, it shows that I've got a, a bit of depth um, and people that can score points, even in a team that didn't score any points this week. Um, on my bench so positive with that yeah good call uh, the only one of mine on a buy this week is uh, Daniel Carlson um, so so although he's ranked number one I am going to drop him and just fingers crossed he's still available week after next and that's that thanks for listening keep sending in your own fantasy suggestions to hello at twotomswarash.com and hopefully my luck will change this week and I'll be back at 500 Next week, we'll have Charlie back with us and we'll hopefully have our second ever guest on as well. See you there.